This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and the host of this podcast, where we peek inside the everyday lives of our inspiring small business community. How often have you caught yourself in a stream of really ugly thoughts directed at yourself? It usually happens when things aren't really going well for you, but it can also strike when things are going well and you're just not convinced you can believe in it. But according to today's guest, Anne McEwen, an NLP practitioner and an empowerment coach for women, learning to change the script in our head has a powerful impact on the way we do business and life in general. Anne, welcome back to Flying Solo. Hi, Lucy. Good morning. Thanks for the invite. I'm delighted to be here. It's great to see you again. So I wanted to start um, at the beginning with you essentially because I understand what NLP is, but there'll be a lot of people out there who, who don't. So what is it in a nutshell and how how does that have an impact on a small business owner? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. It was something that had a huge impact on, on me and my business and my life years ago. And it I had such an impact on me that I had to then share it with other people. And it's really quite a simple formula. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And the neuro is our thinking. How are we wired? What you know? How do we see the world? The linguistic is the language that we use, and that's both our self-talk and how we communicate with others. What signals are we giving out that others are not maybe picking up? Um, and then the programming is our behaviour that comes as a result of our thinking and our language. And the programming and our behaviour produces our outcomes. So when we're not getting great outcomes in life, we can reverse it. We can say, why am I not getting that great outcome? What is my behavior? Where's that behavior coming from? Oh, it's coming from an emotion or my language. Where is my language coming from? It's coming from an initial thought. Mm. Where is the thought coming from? And then we can, with that awareness, we can change the outcomes. So if we're talking about today, mostly about the impact of self-talk, negative and positive, how does NLP then relate to self-talk? So there's a whole, all the linguistic part of it is all around how we communicate with ourselves and others. And the self-talk actually comes from the unconscious mind. We think we live our life consciously. We're making decisions all the time. We're charging forward with things. We've got our plans and we have, but actually the unconscious is where we function from for quite a large percentage of the time each day. And our unconscious, it, it pumps our heart. It puts the blood through our veins. It runs the body, basically, and the mind. And so when we're not aware of what we're thinking and saying to ourselves, often it's negative because we're wired for the negative for survival. And if we don't counteract that negative with some positives, then we can find ourselves in business and life going down this path of, everything seeming to be full of doom and gloom and, and not being able to see success in a way forward. Yeah, and I suppose it's the same with, you know, that, that sense of why is everything so hard? You know, when you're faced with a series of decisions suddenly all at once sometimes, it can be easy to fall into that 
headspace. But I guess my question then is, how do you know that the headspace is not not healthy? Because you know, we obviously we've it's like a pattern. We just wake up and we're just who we are. It takes work to change that. So, what would make someone listening to this today go, "Oh, the things I'm telling myself aren't true, or they're negative," as opposed to that's just how I think? What is the little spark that makes you go, "Oh, that's not." That's not necessarily doing me any favours. I think if you're unhappy or if you're not being successful, if you're feeling frustrated with life, if you're feeling frustrated with the people in your life or your business or your outcomes, it's how you're reacting to what's going on. Because we're not going to be able to change other people. We can't change circumstances. Things happen, but it's how we react to them. And our reaction is the final result of that initial thought, of our internal representation of what's going on in the world. Because something can happen and two people will react very differently. Mm. You know, one person might say, oh, well, I don't care about that, it doesn't matter. And someone else is, I'm so uptight, I'm so worried, that really stresses me. And it's not the events that's the issue, it's how each individual reacts to it. So it's looking at your outcomes. And this is a really hard thing for people because you think, I'm trying so hard. I'm doing my best. The universe is just against me. The world doesn't like me. It's just not my time. And we give all these reasons. But the absolute truth is that where you are in your life and business right now is mainly due to the decisions that you've made. And those decisions have come from your internal thinking and internal self-talk. So if it, that's a great example you've used there. So say we're at the brink of a decision in our business and we're finding that that decision is like there's no easy path to that in our head. So we're saying, okay, well, I'm just going to give up because There's no obvious sign to me. The universe is against me. These people don't want to make it happen. So we're telling ourselves that. And oftentimes you can hear people say, you know, you made that outcome happen. So that outcome happened because you you didn't necessarily change the way that you thought about it. Now, when someone says that to you the first time, that sounds like a preposterous thing because you think I'm not in control of that. Like that's everybody else. This is not. But what you're saying is you actually have the power. You actually have all the power. To, to challenge that outcome. I'm, I'm sure not always you're going to get the outcome that you want. You can't, like that doesn't always happen. But I guess by challenging the way you're thinking about that outcome, you're actually challenging the outcome in reality. You're right. We, people will say, this is the outcome. I don't, I don't have the power to change that. But you use the right word. It's challenge. We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what the results of anything are going to be. But if you stay in that negative zone or if you just give up, then you know that it's going to be a failure. But if you can change your thinking and your attitude, your behavior and your language around it and challenge it, you use the right word there about stepping up and challenging it and fighting back, you may be able to influence the outcome in a different way. And at least if it still doesn't work out, you can say, well, you know what? I did all the right things. And that's the difference between giving up after you've tried and it really didn't work to giving up because you're in a negative mindset or negative self-talk or that your communication with others is, oh, well, why bother? It's not going to work. Um, Like you're doomed before you even try if that's your mindset. Yes. And one other thing I wanted to ask you about then is in terms of challenging that that outcome, oftentimes if you can change the way you approach something, a different solution will come in anyway because it's almost like you've, instead of going down the path that you've, you've always gone down 
and you challenge that path, you might not have got the thing that you wanted in the end, but then another idea might come to you because you've challenged that original thinking. Yes, and opened up the opportunity because what happens is our brain can only, t- I mean, we're getting signals from things all the time, all, all day long, and there's only so much that we can take on. And the, you can't be happy and sad at the same time. In every moment, we choose a thought that creates an emotion that creates an outcome. And so when we're feeling down and it's all a bit challenging and a bit difficult, do we get caught in that and go down that negative spiral? Or do we say, actually, and it comes from awareness, it's having the awareness and Unfortunately, most of us are living our day on automatic pilot and we're doing things, we're reacting rather than choosing to take a step back and plan and act. And so that that is, is leading us down a, a path of feeling like we're out of control. Yeah. And so whereas if we can take back that control and that's why people say, you know, planning and everything is so important because then it keeps snapping us back into the conscious mind. We're not on that automatic pilot where we're kind of like, free falling and hoping that everything will fall into place and then it doesn't and then we're disappointed having listened to that maybe we've realized okay I, I, I have a problem here I have something that I I want to change here what are some practical ways we can start changing that can we do it ourselves yes and I think one one of the big things is that we all need someone to help us reflect back right because we all have our blind spots So we can't see where we're failing all the time because to us, it's just normal. You mentioned earlier about having patterns. And so um, even I, for example, I have my own coach and I believe everybody needs a coach and deserves a coach because friends are often too kind. (laughs) Friends will not challenge us. They'll say, oh, no, well, you're doing your best and it didn't work. Don't worry about it. That's a shame. You know, and family the same. They don't want to hurt us. And, you know, and, and sometimes they think, well, I don't know why you're doing that anyway. You're mad um, or why you're thinking that way. Or so to get someone who is not closely attached, who wants the best for you, but can see clearly where you're tripping yourself up. You know, with other people in your life, you think, God, all she needs to do is this, this and this. If she did those three things, she'd have everything that she wants. So we can do it for other people, but we find it very hard to do it for ourselves. So having someone that you you can really rely on, a mentor or or a coach or or a really honest partner or friend um, who does it out of love. um, But really, it's better to have a trained person because then they can help you with um, techniques and things. And like everything, it becomes a skill, like communication is a skill learning to communicate with ourselves and others that are that are learned ways where we can pick up you know sometimes you can somebody draws you a look and you might interpret that as oh my goodness she rolled her eyes at me or she and and maybe the person you know just said something in their eye (laughs) it wasn't aimed at you at all and so it's being able to perceive in a way that's realistic and not the stories that we tell ourselves you know oh this person doesn't like me or I'm no good at that or because as soon as we feed those thoughts and that language to the mind, the whole body reacts. So one idea would be to write down where your life is at at the moment. And one of the things I say to people is find what's missing, what's missing in your life and make that your mission. Make that the thing that you focus on. So you write down all the negatives, all the the oh, my life's so sad and bad and this is what's missing and this is what was terrible in the past and this is what I can't overcome and whatever. 
And then we say, okay, that was the old script and that was how you lived your life until Mm -hmm. this morning. But now you're in control of your future. The rest of your life hasn't been written yet. What if you decided you're going to write this new story and you're the protagonist and you're going to say, you know, as of today I have, and you start to write in all of those things that you do want from life and that you do feel that you could use your God-given skills to achieve. And that um, if you do that and it helps other people, that's actually the real secret to success is when you use your skills to the benefit of others, then then the, the, the joy that you feel from that is great. That joy then makes you feel good about yourself. When you feel good about yourself, your self-talk is positive. The communication with others is positive. And so then you get on this upward spiral and suddenly people will say to me, I don't know, everything's going well now and I don't really know why. Because again, when we're on that positive spiral, we're on that um, automatic pilot. We still are ruled by the unconscious mind, but now the unconscious is getting all these positives. And so... And but we made that happen, and we made it happen by either writing the script. Another another great technique that that I share with with clients is that I've, I've got a, a little band on my wrist at the moment, and um, uh, everybody just thinks, well, it is a hairband. Um, mm-hmm. But I have this on all the time because I catch myself when I start to get negative. There's a really minuscule second in the morning between being asleep and being awake, and in that time. Most of us, we get up and we think immediately, the first thing we think is, what have I got to do today? All right, and we start to think of all the things and within like three seconds, we've got ourselves worried and stressed about the day ahead or the weather or what am I going to wear or have I got time for a coffee or no, I'm going to miss the bus or, and so by the time we get to work, we're in state. And so it's to be able to stop that train of thought because the unconscious mind is trying to keep you safe and it's saying, oh, don't miss the bus. Don't forget your coffee. Um, make sure you look good for work. You, and so, but all of that's quite negative. It's adding strain to, to the body. So what I do is I just ping this and it's actually quite sore on, that's quite a sensitive part of the wrist. And so I ping that and I, I use the body to stop that unconscious mind from chattering. And I'd say to myself, stop it. So it's almost like I'm having a conversation with myself. You know, in in the old days, people used to say, oh, if you're talking to yourself, you're going mad. But actually, it's very clever to talk to yourself, to get the conscious mind to stop the unnecessary chatter from the unconscious and say, just stop that chatter and let's look at this. If I get up now, I'm not going to miss the bus and I will have time for a coffee. And I hung my clothes out last night. So I know what I'm wearing and I've got an umbrella in my bag. So if it rains, it doesn't matter. And I am good at what I do. Whether you believe it or not doesn't matter. It's what the brain hears. It's what it absorbs that matters. Yes, because I was going to say that to you. You can make these changes. That was going to be a question. But I'm sure there's a level of readiness that you need to be for this kind of stuff. Like you you actually need to believe, you have to have some faith that it's going to work. Usually what happens with anything, you know, even somebody that wants to quit alcohol or go on a diet or plan a holiday or we all, we all get to a stage in life where what we're doing is not working anymore and we're ready for change. And you're right. If you're not ready for the change, then it's harder because 
no one else can really convince us of anything. If I was to try and convince you to change your politics or convince you about religion or convince you about healthy eating, if you're not ready for those things and open to those things, then you're not going, you're going to shut down and you're not going to listen. Um, so usually there's something in people's life that trigger them where they just say, I've reached a point where I don't want to go on like this anymore. And when you're open to learning the process, then it can happen quite quickly. I mean, I have clients who, you know, within a few sessions will say, oh my goodness, I, I'm, I'm, this, the, things are changing already. This is happening for me because we're really ready to make it happen. That's the power of the mind, you know, and the mind is really powerful. Yeah. And I guess, as you were saying before, once one good thing happens, that gives you a bit of momentum and you're like, oh, what else can change? And as those things keep changing, you are naturally in your own headspace being way more positive. Yeah. And your confidence grows and you're getting more positive feedback and just the whole ripple effect is more positive and, and um, yeah, that allows you to, to leap forward. But I think one of the hardest things in life is that most people don't have someone that they can talk to. Yeah. Most people don't feel that they've got someone. I mean, I have, a, I have women in, and they say, there's nobody in the workplace I can tell that I'm struggling or that this is how I'm feeling or... And in a way, that's quite sad that, that we don't feel that we can get support where we need it. And it is hard to do on ourself, for ourselves. Mm. And do you think it would be wrong to suggest that you do this a few times and then life's just sweet? Like, you know, like... Oh, no. <laughs> so you know, inevitably, you keep going and great things happen and then something really terrible happens. And then you're really confronted because you're like, I, I, I know how to deal with this, but then suddenly that gets hard again. So what's your advice there for like reminding yourself that you can do it again? Absolutely. Yes. And look, life, and, and, and life is full of ups and downs and that's how we learn and grow. Yeah. Um, like nothing's ever perfect and, and we wouldn't appreciate the good times if we didn't have the low times to compare them to. So of course we're going to expect that. And actually the body and the mind need low times as well to recharge and recalibrate and reassess things and I think we're very hard on ourselves when things are a bit slow or down because we live in a society where we're constantly feeling that we should be achieving and on, ongoing and you know um so at that at those times you say okay so I'm feeling a bit flat at the moment it might be because of the weather it might be because I'm tired it might be because I'm overworked and just accept that I think acceptance is huge where then the self-talk is about self-care, self-compassion. Actually, it's all right for me to have a day where I feel a bit flat. I'm just going to sit in that today and be all right with it. Whereas we don't do that. We punish ourselves. You know, we push ourselves and, and that digs us down into that negative hole again. Yeah. And then it's in those quiet times, you then go back to those skills and you say, okay, what did I learn? Um, language is, is one that, that I use a lot. So, for example, people that say, um, oh, I can't do that. Um, I mean, I remember saying that to my coach when she said about setting up my business. I was like, oh, I can't do that. I've never run it. I would have no idea where to start. And, and she said to me, but what if you can? And I thought, oh, well, then I would do this, this and this. And she went, well, there you go then. So it's about reframing some of the, way, the, the questions that we ask ourselves and how we speak to ourselves. Um, something like, oh, my boss doesn't like me. Is that really true? 
yeah, because he said such and such and such. Well, is that because he's just not happy with your work or does he really not like you? Oh, well, he was probably disappointed with my work because I didn't really give it 100% that day. When we have those conversations with ourselves, we can talk ourselves out of the slump. Yeah. Because we're not all, it's not always, it, it might be the, our truth, but it's not necessarily a universal truth. Yes. And if we can see it as, well, I'm telling myself that and I'm paining myself unnecessarily, well, that's a bit silly. Why don't I just stop doing that? Yeah. And giving ourselves permission to be free. So powerful. It sounds so simple when you say it, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not simple. And I, I say to my clients, I coach myself every day. You know, I'm very aware of that first three seconds in the morning when I wake up and I sort of, oh, I've got this and this and this and this to do. And then I say, no, wait a minute, calm down. And then I, and, and another thing is just, I have to, I ought to, I need to. All those words are very oppressive. Mm. If we can say things like, well, actually, I'm choosing to do this today and I want to do that. And, and I'd like to help such and such. The, those words, the, the words are so powerful that they actually create an emotion. And why not have a, a free, uplifting emotion because you're choosing than a negative, heavy emotion because you're telling yourself you have to. Absolutely. And thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to give you a chance to plug your coaching because, you know, you've mentioned it and it's an important part of the conversation. So you run a six week course of which this, you know, your NLP expertise comes into it. But obviously these are the types of things that you are also coaching people through. Did you want to just do a quick plug for your business? Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, because, you know, I love what I do and I particularly love helping women because I come across so many really capable women who, who doubt themselves and, you know, worried about balancing life and business and a bit fearful about stepping forward and whatever. And, and that was my story. So I, I understand how women feel. And, and But once you step into your genius zone and you start to do what you love and help others, the, the reward in life and the growth is, is phenomenal. So yes, I, I do both uh, group and individual coaching. And the six-week program is a kind of foundation. It includes NLP and it's around you know, who are you and who, who do you want to be and where are you, where do you want to be? And then we work out how you're going to get there. And I'm, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. <laughs> and it's called Reignite Your Spark. And it's, it's life and work. I don't believe the two are separate. I think what's going on at home affects your work and what's going on in your business affects your home life. So um, it, it covers all areas. Fantastic. And the best place for people to find you will obviously be your website and, and LinkedIn? Yes, yes. And it's just annemcuan.com. Okay. And thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to see you again. Yeah, you too, Lucy. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. 